driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. If you don't skip the intro, probably you guys do by now, I have a new intro. I've decided it's time. I'm not 29 anymore, which I was when I started this podcast. I'm now 31. And so I decided new intro was ready. So go back and listen to it if you haven't. Let me know what you think. And I'm hoping to do new artwork over Christmas. But between now and Christmas, I am going to do an episode on a bit of behind the scenes about my podcast. But I'm also going to do in that episode what I should be doing with my podcast. And I feel like I'm not to help you guys be my accountability people. So Anyway, also what I was going to say was I hope you're all feeling Christmassy like me. I know we're only mid-November, but I love Christmas. I especially love Christmas. Now I'm not in B2C, so I don't have Black Friday looming over me. But if you are in B2C, good luck for next week. I know, or you're probably already doing many of your activities. So you're probably full in stress mode, getting those emails ready, getting all the site, getting the bundles, getting the products, writing product descriptions. Oh, I just can't even imagine. So I'm here cheering you on if you are over in the B2C world. Today's episode, we're going to go a bit more into the archives and I'm going to give you guys a bit of a story time. This has come off people that I have been mentoring and listening to sort of their problems when they're looking at crossroads within their career and I think that one of the questions I wanted to address was how did you get to where you are now and how did you know that you wanted to move into more of a marketing manager head of marketing sort of generalist role and how did you go about it and I was thinking back and I was like was there like a moment or something that I can sort of pinpoint that was the reason and Whilst there was many different things that came up, there was one time during my very young career when I was 22 that I think set the stage and helped me go in the direction that I needed to go on. So as the title alludes to, this is how 32 American football hats were the reason that I got into marketing. Now, various episodes do various different jobs and roles that I've done in the past and whilst I did my very, very first marketing role in America, I then went to Australia and did an internship and I did a couple of other roles there. I then came back to Manchester in the UK and I did my master's. Now, the role that I got immediately after my master's, but I didn't get a master's caveat, I got a postgrad diploma because I didn't do my dissertation, unless you've not listened back to my other episodes, I do just want to caveat that. But That job that I got right after doing my postgrad diploma in public relations and digital marketing after I'd already got my bachelor's in business with a focus in marketing and management, the actual first job that I got was actually more in e-commerce. It wasn't necessarily like marketed as a marketing role. It was a trading executive, which is very much e-com world. But I really went for this role because of the industry versus the 
type of role that it was. It was American sports. It was the NFL, NBA and NHL. And I just like jumped at the chance. I'd just been living in the US and I loved American sports. So the fact that I was in Manchester of all places and there was a role that was in these areas, I just jumped at it and thought it was super, super exciting. So my overarching role was three kind of areas. So the first one was the websites. Now these websites were having like the cloak, like the official merchandise, but my role was to update them. So anything from new banners on site, if promos went live, if players changed teams, updating website copy, landing pages, call to actions. There wasn't really necessarily a blog for these, but it was more just like a purchasing site. But not only was this for those three US sports I've said, they also had them in different languages. So American football was in English and German. MBA was in Spanish, Italian, English and French, I think. There was one more I feel like I couldn't remember. I was trying to write some notes down to remember this. But I think it was, there was one more, I can't remember what it was. And then the hockey, there was English, Russian, Swedish, Finnish and Polish. But there was no one else doing those sites. It was just little old me getting language translators to help me change everything. So like, if they're like, oh, we want a new banner on the hockey site, I'd be like, okay, but I need it in five different languages. So I'd have to make sure the copy was correct and then go and find a translating service, translate it, then brief those into the designers, the designers would make it, etc, etc. So that was just for one little banner. So you can imagine that took up a quite a big portion of my day-to-day and then like when it was trading season and players would move teams I'd be like oh gosh and within those obviously with all those leagues there's like a lot of teams so there was one my first couple weeks whilst I kind of knew the American football teams I didn't know the basketball and the hockey teams so I literally had like on my bedroom wall all of the different logos of all of the different teams and I was like learning them because I just had to know them because I was working with these logos day in day out so if I didn't know what the Boston Celtics logo looked like, which is a pretty obvious one, but then there's some other ones like, let me think of one that's like the most random, can't even think of one, Natural Predators, what are their colours, what does their logo look like, everything like that, so that was a sidebar, but so that was, yeah, that took up a pretty chunky bit of my time, and then the other thing that I really focused on was email marketing, so anything from nurture campaigns for occasions, like abandoned basket, welcome, content emails, sales, launches, birthdays, Black Friday, etc. So setting all those up for all of those different languages. And obviously I just said content emails within nurture campaigns, which is separate because nurture campaigns are automatic and content emails are weekly uh, or whenever or more regular. So I would send those out pretty much weekly. Then they'd go like bi-weekly when it was something that if we were out of season, if we were in season, there could be anything up to four emails, five emails a week. And then that progressed whilst I was there to do it by team as well. So luckily we didn't have a big enough fan base at the time to have to do it like every, like 32 different teams, but like the top, the top 10 NFL teams say got their own separate email. So if you were the Seattle Seahawks, you got a special email to you. And that was definitely the best way to go because we did lots of research. This is such a, a hole. I need to get out of this hole, but they shot by team. So anyway, saying all of that stuff. And then the final one that I did was social media, but it was more Facebook and Twitter I am that old that Instagram and TikTok well TikTok definitely wasn't on the face like it was not even a thing Instagram was kind of around but it was hadn't really made its way over to marketing plans just yet so I was focusing on Facebook and Twitter mainly Twitter 
So that was pretty much, that pretty much kept me busy. I was really junior. I was a part of a really nice trading team. And yeah, that was sort of what I focused on. That was my bread and butter. So not really any of that is really marketing. I mean, I know email marketing is marketing, but it's very much a digital and it wasn't very like creative. And if you think of all of the different channels that possibly are in marketing, it was very, very trading. You know, I sent whatever I was doing on the website or whatever I was doing on email marketing came off the trading plan. The trading plan was done by the e-commerce trading manager. So it was very, very focused on sales, very much focused on margin. It wasn't really focused on, oh, we want to do a really fun campaign. So let's put this live. It wasn't really like that because it was very much, as I said, e-com versus having that creativity in marketing. And working with these massive brands, of course, there was very little creative flexibility because it is what it is. You get, you've got all the assets already, which is a blessing and a curse. So how did I figure out from that role that I wanted to move into more like events, planning, overarching marketing? Now, this came up because I had the opportunity to get, well, I didn't actually have the opportunity. What happened was the London NFL games were on their way over to London and I said, I would love to help. Please, can I, is there anything I can do? Even though, you know, I'm super junior and there wasn't really anything like that pertained to my job whilst I, why I should be there. So I got some pretty cool things that I got involved with, just like sort of extracurricular, if you like. And it was something like helping with players when they came over to events in England, running their Snapchats. Yes, Snapchat was a thing. It's like running these American football players' Snapchats for the day when they were coming to events that we were hosting, capturing content at events. And I was helping the merchandising team with stores at Twickenham. And that's where the title of this podcast comes from because we were helping them sort of do the the big shops. Because when I say the merchandising teams, I mean... We obviously went in and, and put all of the American football merchandise in all of the stores. So it was months and months of planning that went on to that from the merchandising team. And I'd be like, hey, I can help with anything. Please just let me. So like I helped with some of the layouts because I was a fan of American football. So I knew like more uh, popular teams. I knew sort of where to help from that point of view. They did all of the hard work. I literally was like, oh, I think this team should be by the tills. Oh, I think these are fun. Let's put these there. But... What I also did, what is the title of this podcast, is I got to go down to the London Games, which was incredible, and I got to help in the stores. I was literally like, put me to work, I can do anything. So they gave me the 32-team hat wall. I had beanies and I had like just regular caps, and I had to merchandise those whole walls, put what teams I thought where. I think I did enough battle order in the end because I didn't want to play favourites and have the Steelers at the top. So I think I did it that way. It took me literally all morning and I remember being like, this is so random. Like I should be behind my computer right now uploading a Italian basketball banner on a website and yet here I am putting up hats on a wall. And then I think the next year I managed to do I managed to do something else as well did various things but getting involved and what I sort of found from that was I loved the event element I wasn't really involved but I had like a little taste of it and I just saw everything coming to life the organizing the live sport just the live sort of having a day that everyone's working to it is this big big things in the calendar everyone's on the same sort of track and yeah the organizing I just thought it was so cool and this was extra 
curriculum. Like I still had to do every single thing of my job role. So yes, I had my laptop on my knee sending out Swedish emails to the hockey database whilst also building this hat wall. But it did show me that I didn't necessarily want to be an e-com solely. I liked the more human elements of marketing the events, not having to worry necessarily all the time about margins, trading calendars, Black Friday. I liked seeing something different. But it was only a small taste because if you think about it, it was only really like project managing, live event. It wasn't necessarily like, I guess also influencers to an extent because I saw the players come over capturing content and that was definitely like a sort of different way of influencer marketing, but it was definitely still there. You can see a lot of the sort of areas of marketing all come near the PR when I'd be seeing what was happening in the press because this was coming over. This was, you know, a good eight years ago now, maybe. How old am I now? Nine years ago. It's 22. I'm 31, nine years ago. And it was still, you know, I feel like now the NFL games in London are a bit more mainstream, but it was very much like if there was any press that came out of it, it was very much still in like the sports section. Again, I had nothing to do with it, but I was more like uncovered to it. The reason why I was given this opportunity, and this is why I wanted to say it, especially if you're managing a team, is I was given this opportunity, A very, it seems a very small thing. I got to go to Twickenham and do a hat wall, big deal. But... I was given the opportunity, they knew I loved American football. Did I have any experience in retail, event marketing, merchandising, putting hats on a wall? Absolutely not. But they let me sit in the meetings, they let me absorb everything, they let me go to the games, they let me see the planning of where they were going to put more merchandise around the stadium, like every little thing. And he let me do that because he knew that I had this passion. So my point is, if you're a manager, listen to what your teams are saying. What are their passions? What do they think they might want to go into? Mine is an extreme and very random example. I am completely aware of that. But can they help you on a campaign plan? Can they help you build ad funnels one day? Is their passion SEO? Someone's passion has to be. And do you know a course that they could take or somebody that you've met in the past that you could introduce them to and they could have a coffee just to get their sort of have a connection within that world it will just help them connect the dots of marketing to what they enjoy and if you don't have a manager what do you enjoy how can you get out there and try and experience different things and different little elements of marketing to see what you do enjoy do a little bit of everything if you can if you don't have somebody that is your manager that you can ask see there's different opportunities put yourself forward make it known that you want that help or just experience it yourself you want to go into content creation you've got an iphone create some videos maybe that's how you're going to do it if i'd have been quiet i wouldn't have got that opportunity but obviously I had to keep doing my own job. But yeah, it just it just taught me that I definitely was wanted to go into something that was less behind a computer necessarily from all my channels. I wanted to get away from being strung to a trading calendar. 
I definitely liked the fact that, yeah, it was just away from the computer and there was other elements and that was sort of where I started my journey into doing event managers and then my job after that was going into cricket where they had these live events. Had I have not experienced an NFL event in London behind the scenes, kind of, I don't necessarily think that I would have jumped at going into cricket where they had live events because I didn't know how much I would love that. I didn't know how much I would love working towards a day and it was like, that day is not moving. So you need to get everything together so that you can do everything that you need to do on that day. You can't just be like, oh, sorry, haven't actually got my comms plan yet. Can we move the day a week? No, you have to get everything ready. And that sort of pressure that those live events bring, I really think made me move into it. And then layer onto that, my managerial experience of when I got that job, and the different sort of other channels really then help shape it. But it seems so insignificant. And the head of Ecom, Conrad, he's probably forgotten that he even did that. And he was one of the best marketing mentors I ever had because he listened to me, he gave me opportunities and he was in my corner when I needed someone to be in my corner. So if you are a budding manager or if you're ever going to be a manager, please take the time to listen to what the people in your team might want to do they might not know they might need a little bit of guidance they might want to try a couple of things but if I'd have not dabbled in a couple of different channels I wouldn't have known that actually I wanted to get out of ecom and go more into generalized marketing and go more over to the sort of creative campaign side of marketing so a little bit of a behind the scenes this episode was on where and how I had a little pivot but I hope you enjoyed and next week I will do a learning podcast just to balance it out and in December I have an announcement of what is going to be happening in 2023 with Marketing Nuggets and let me tell you it's going nowhere and we have a exciting thing to say. So have a lovely Tuesday if you're listening to this on launch day. Thank you. If you're one of the lovely people that have sent me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram, thank you. I really appreciate them. If you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. I never ask and I really should because it really makes a difference to my numbers. And thank you to everybody. Uh, Marketing Nuggets has made it to rank number five in the charts throughout this year. So yeah, I need to start doing some more marketing to it. So thank you. If you're listening to this, I really appreciate you. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.